Welcome to Ex Libris On Air and the stories behind the stories of today's literature and their authors. Greetings for Ex Libris On Air. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book is titled Disharmony, a jigsaw collection of misguided dating. And someone who claims to be an expert about this is the author who joins me from California, Rachel Kovac. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Jay. How are you doing today? Well, doing great. Uh, you have an interesting book. It's uh, not what I would typically uh, look at and decide is a book on dating, but it does uh, deal with some of those events in your life. I'm guessing those are all, I won't say all yours, but some are yours. Is there fiction in here, or is it all based on uh, actual events? Well, Jay, it is all the nitty-gritty truth of my bad dating history. <laughs> it's actually an alphabetized set of lessons I have learned on my very awkward path to dating. Hmm. Um, but most, it, uh, what's interesting about it is um, when I came up with the idea to date, uh, to write a story about my dating life, I found that all my lessons were so alphabetical that they just made the chapter so natural. So yes, it is all true. It's wow. just my little story. Would it be proper to describe you as a millennial or are you uh, past that or beyond that or before that? That makes me so sad. I'm sorry. I, it's... <laughs> I, I, I don't like to think of myself or identify as a millennial, but on the charts, yes, I am a millennial. Uh, I'm on the older end of it, uh, mm. but yes, I, I this is definitely a millennial's journey in dating. Well, you're fortunate. Uh, my, I don't even know what uh, what phase of. Uh of civilization, I would be called in, I guess, a baby boomer, because I am a, a little older than you are, I think, uh, by by a bunch. I try try not to uh, admit that. I go by a mirror, though, and I get shocked and, and have to go into hiding and crying a little bit once I see a mirror. But uh, this book is about millennials' types of, of dating, which is a very broad spectrum. Uh, one thing I did like about your book, and just from a personal observation, I didn't read it entirely, of course, but I did read... Uh, chapter or two. And uh, one thing I did enjoy about your style is that it's uh, very light, breezy, and conversational. Uh, is that just you or is that your book that you have to work hard to get there? You know, I like to think a lighter conversationalist. Um, but when I wrote the book, I really wanted to not lecture people on dating, but instead make it as if you're having coffee or wine with a friend. And I can't tell you how many times I've, I myself have been on a bad day or I've been with friends who have gone through dating stories and they just are, they just overflow with all the laughter and humiliation and the tears. And so when you take the book, I really wanted it to be that natural. I wanted it to be as if you were having a beverage with a friend venting about your life and just know that we're not alone. Well, that's a great, uh, great, admirable uh, desire to to have that. I was thinking about my conversations with my friends, and we do a lot of wine, but it's with an H, and uh, I don't know that they they really pay attention. If I if they you know replace their hearing aids, then yeah, they might listen a little bit. You also have poetry. How long did it take you to assemble this, and did you bring your gift of of chapters from? Um, notes that you had taken from a diary, from journaling? How did you go about doing that? 
So I'm fortunate that I'm the daughter of a published author. Um, I, my mother instilled in me and my two sisters the importance of utilizing writing as therapy and creativity and just to share it without the world. Uh, making sure that people could feel connected. And so from a very young age, whether I was happy, sad, I would just write things down. Uh, as I grew up and experiences came to be, some stories were easier to write than others. And it was uh, one of those pieces where with the short stories in the book, those are moments in my life that I could absolutely say it took a lot of time and tears to uh, confront those issues in my past. Whereas the poetry was a more musical part of me. I have no musical talent, by the way. Uh, but I write almost like it's a song. And it's just the poetry comes out very naturally for me. And so whether I be listening to a song, dealing with an ex, or even just living through my life, if I had a glimpse of what the poem would look like, I'd stop what I was doing and write it on my phone or on a piece of paper. Uh, even down to a napkin in a coffee shop. I mm. would just be like, I need to write it, and I'd let it, just the process come through. Uh, interesting chapter titles, and uh, I, the one that kind of stands out to me is one titled Heart Attack. I, I, I hadn't read that particular chapter. Is that a real event, or what are we dealing with here? <laughs> so um, one of the great things that I had the privilege of having is a collaborator in art. Uh, like I mentioned, musically, I'm not very talented. and drawing, I'm even worse. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my youngest sister, uh, she's an aspiring actor and um, producer and artist down in Los Angeles. Uh, when I was working on the book, um, she would draw art after my date. <laughs> and she would just like talk, hear my stories. And it's so beautiful that I asked her to have it showcased in the book. And so Heart Attack is actually a painting that she drew, she made after just visualizing the violence that comes from heartbreak. And so Heart Attack is a, a one of her paintings that is printed within the book. And yet your book is uh, a light read. Uh, I would say entertaining would be at least my impression. Is that what you are trying to achieve? Absolutely. Um, I'm definitely of the philosophy that in this world you either laugh or cry. <laughs> and so I definitely, you know, there, dating has its own share of tears, but more overwhelmingly we're united by humor. And the humor of us just trying to find that significant other through the ups and downs and the embarrassing moments. And so entertaining, it comes in all forms and is represented in this book. I have uh, noticed also a uh, dating app that I'm not familiar with. Of course, I haven't been in the dating world since I was uh, like three years old, and that's been uh, back when everybody was black and white. I mean, at least all the pictures were uh, on my TV screen and also uh, in my uh, portfolios. Well, they did add color later. But what is Tinder? What is what is that date dating oh. app? <laughs> okay, so Tinder is an online dating app where – um, people can uh, put pictures of themselves up online, and if you want to date them, you swipe to the right, and if you don't, you swipe left. Hmm. And literally, it is truly despicably superficial. <laughs> um, you don't, you don't, 
get any voice content. There's no video. There's nothing for them to advertise other than a one-sentence objective and their photos. Wow. Um, it's very concerning as a modern dater because everyone is just left to a screen and their patients. And one of the things that, you know, has become a norm in Tinder culture is the later at night you're on the app, the more sexual your activities are that you're looking for. Oops. Um, it's no longer the, um, like, oh, I want to meet you for coffee. If you're on Tinder at 2 a.m., you're looking for something else. Mm -hmm. And so, especially for someone, you know, whether you're new to dating or you're newly divorced, um, these rules come as a surprise to a lot of people. And so it's just hard to navigate this new digital culture because, you know, some apps like Tinder are very, you know, sexually motivated and others, are, you know, are wholesome or so you think until you get an appropriate photo in your mailbox. Wow. So it's just, it's just a very interesting time to date and try to find an authentic and long-lasting relationship. I would say also by looking at some of the chapters, this book might be a little more agreeable with, say, college age and above. Would that be appropriate? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I definitely um, work with students of all ages. I'm an educator by trade, and I just definitely think this is for college and above. Yes, uh, there are some uh, there's some, there's some uh, moments in there where you go, ooh, that's interesting, but not appropriate for younger audiences. Yes, um, now your book, you uh, you did set it up for, uh, for a little older uh, young adult, I would call it that, uh, I guess. Uh, what are you wanting the reader to take away from this, besides the fact that they can uh, certainly get the impression you're pretty talented. Uh, what beyond that? Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that phrase. Um, I think when they read it, I want people to understand that in order to truly date, and like if you're looking for love, the first most important thing is you have to love yourself. Um, it is so easy to try to match who you're dating and like change yourself for them, or it's just as easy to build up walls and not let them in. Hmm. Um, it's so hard because society right now is so, especially in this pandemic, is so need based. We're responding to the id in all of us. It's like, I need this, I want right. this, I desire this, I'm getting it. And it's very primal in our response. And unfortunately, with such primal responses, we have technology that not only gives it to us, but rewards that type of behavior. Mm -hmm. However, responding to those primal needs, while that could help in the three and a half minute exchange that you're in, it's not going to help you in long term. And if you especially if you don't love yourself, then you're really setting yourself up for failure because you're not only potentially harming yourself, you're also harming another person in the relationship that you're building. And so you first need to love yourself. And then if you've got to be okay with lo accepting love at the highs and lows of your life. Uh, my book is a journey of 12 years of my dating past. Hmm. And it goes through the ups that are just like the high of my life where I was completely optimistic and the lows of when I literally couldn't even get out of bed. I was so depressed and emotionally worn out wow. from other events in my life. Dating wasn't even a blip on the radar. 
However, through all, whether you're in a great moment or a low, we still seek that love. We still seek that need to want to connect. And so really, if this book teaches anything, really love yourself and be authentic. You do not have to be a picture for anyone. You can just be yourself. That's great advice. In fact, I would say perhaps an underscored uh, subtitle might even be don't be desperate. That's uh, certainly, I've got family members who are trying to get in the dating scene again. I have, uh, I, 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 won't, I won't go into the details, but it's pretty gruesome. Uh, you know, some of the people they have met online are just, you know, scary. And uh, my, one of my children uh, connected, at least on Facebook, with a former high school uh, friend, even though it's been a number of years ago, uh, I think he was the, uh, she was the first date that that young lady had, and it was to a school dance. Uh, after a number of years, they finally reconnected on Facebook, and uh, uh, all he's seeing is the, uh, the uh, you know, the, the fixed picture of this individual. And my uh, other, uh, his sibling, I'm, I might as well tell you, my, his daughter, uh, my daughter, my daughter also knows this individual and said, hey, stay clear. She's, she's, she's got problems. And he was looking superficially, as most of us do when we first get acquainted with someone. Your book uh, is a, a cautionary tale, obviously, uh, with all of the content that, uh, that you've accumulated and shared in your book. Uh, which part of the book did you enjoy producing the most? Was it the poetry side or was it the storyline? Oh, that's interesting. That's a good question. Um, I think that what uh, one of the, I'm a person who really likes deadlines. And mm -hmm. so I had set a goal. I was not going to enter uh, 2020 without my manuscript being done. Like right. I was like, nope, I'm not. And so um, I had about three chapters left that were in like halfway to edit phase. And so New Year's Eve, I granted myself permission to be alone with a bottle of wine and finish it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I would not rest. I was like, no, I need to get it out. And um, I had some 90s country love songs playing. I had my uh, wine, I had my computer, and I had my dog. And mm. I was just crying and laughing and getting it done. And I just think that night, like, even though it was rushed because I was setting my own timeline, there was nothing uh, official with the publisher or anything. It was just myself. But really just giving that night to honor the book and really give it, like, a well done. Like, you have finished this opportunity. I think that night was the most fun uh, I had uh, finishing the book. Well, fabulous. You have uh, commented about about your family relationships and parents and grandparents, how their marriages are are serving as a role model. Maybe they were so good that's why you've had difficulty. I don't know. You said they were towards they were living a life filled with love and laughter. Uh, you have uh, certainly enjoyed the laughter and uh, the love in your book to some degree. Uh, maybe not what you were trying to achieve, but uh, have achieved a book that's interesting to read. It's enjoyable. The the texture of your style of conversation, I think, is one that uh, most anyone would enjoy uh, getting uh, introduced to. Uh, the book, again, is titled Disharmony, a jigsaw collection of misguided dating. My guest host from California is, uh, my guest, my guest author from California is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, 
R. Kovac, K-O-V-A-C-H. Rachel, have you uh, have you started a website yet? I have. Uh, it is R-R-K-O-V-A-C-H dot com. Uh, there you can find um, a little bit about me, plus uh, different options of where you can buy Disharmony. Excellent. Rachel, where do we get copies of your book? Uh, you can get it at X Libras Online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Walmart, Target, The Works. Uh, you can find it and get it in hardcover, paperback, ebook, anything you need. We're here for you. Fantastic. And uh, with your energy and uh, outlook on life, perhaps there's a book in the wings. Is Are you still writing? And what is the next venture for you? Absolutely. So the next uh, book I am working on is uh, fiction called Launch. And it follows a woman's journey who is answering the question if she can truly find happiness in the present or is she too busy planning her future to enjoy the now. That should be interesting to read. Uh, Again, congratulations on completing this. Uh, Listeners, you will enjoy the stories in the book. Again, it's uh, probably a little more mature read, if I can use that phrase. Uh, Since I'm mature, I I think I am. Uh, You will enjoy the read called Disharmony. D-I-S, Harmony, a jigsaw collection of misguided dating. My guest author, Rachel R. Kovac. Thanks, Rachel, for your your time and uh, sharing your story. Awesome. Thank you, Jay, for having me. My pleasure. For Ex Libris On Air, this is Jay Douglas Barker.